and we're live. Welcome to the episode 12 of the podcast. Play on. Uh, can I start again? Uh. <laughs> and we're live. Welcome to episode 12 of the podcast Play On from the Beer Rap and Banter team. My name's Ash and I'm here with Seth Combo. Yo, what's going on, man? You good? Yeah, I'm very good. So, yeah, it's a different voice this week. Ben's away, signing himself in um, South Africa. So, he's on international duty, a little bit like Liverpool, um, playing away from home. Um, but he is with his wife, so we're all good. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be filling in for him today. Um, we're going to be speaking to Seth about what's been going on with his team. Um, your team is? Uh, Manchester United. Boo. Um, we're going to be catching up with last week's results, looking ahead to what's been happening today in the Premiership, as well as moving forward with some of our um, reviews of the last kind of decade as well. So let's kind of jump into it. Um, can you sum up United's recent form in three words? Um, I like last time, very indifferent. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've just uh, gone off the back of two uh, good wins against uh, Manchester City and, and Tottenham Hotspur. And then expectations going to play uh, Villa. I think Villa's involved in one of the results as well, 2-2. Mm -hmm. Everton, 1-1. Very disappointing. I was out in South Africa myself, so I was watching the games. Um, and yeah, again... It's South like African Connect today. Yeah, bro. man. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, disappointed with the with the result against um, Everton. I think we, should, we, we had enough to go and uh, beat them, especially with um, what's going on with them. And big Duncan Ferguson with his decision to take off Keane <laughs> after 18 minutes was yeah. A bit talk mad me through well. that. Talk me through that because that was a that was a big talking point from the game. The result was kind of secondary to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely a big massive talking point because um, a lot of the feedback from people on the social medias was about how you kind of um, in a situation like that, which is a very bold move. How do you treat the the individual? So the fact that the manager didn't even look in his look in his um, direction, console him, put his arm around him, and say, "Look, like mm -hmm. I know I've done this, but I'm here for you, and don't worry, we're gonna get through this together." Mm. That motivation that was really, really concerning. Mm. Um, and um, the interviews after, I think Duncan had two interviews, yeah, and one of he was saying two different things. Yeah, uh, one was about he wanted to waste time. And one was about he wanted fresh legs when he had someone who's on with fresh legs. So why didn't he take off um, Calvert Lewin? True. So like um, very conflicting uh, comments from the manager. So yeah. um, it was funny that during the week stats came out about um, Keane's running and his sprints. Yeah. And they were actually more than that. all the other. Carago was players. all over that on man on the Monday Night Football. Yeah, exactly. So. It's it's a it's a bit of an embarrassing situation for both for for all three for the club, for the interim um, coach and the, the player, mm. um, and I think the person that's really gonna be, um, what's it suffering the most is probably um, Keane. Keane. I think yeah. um, the same thing happened today. Yeah, um, Tolson got taken off. At, um, he was he's brought on at halftime and taken off. So uh, strange decisions yeah. by the gaffer. On that that sounds that sounds that sounds a bit deeper than just um, one game. Um, we'll also look at one other result last week, which was um, Arsenal nil, Man City um, free. Um, just I have to give Kevin De Bruyne a massive shout out for the 19 points <laughs> that he delivered on Fantasy Manager, as well as two exceptional goals. Um, the first was the way he controlled that was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, was, uh, brilliant performance from yeah. Man City, really just took it to them um, in the first half. That It was just all over. They were all over them quickly. Yeah. Um, don't know what's going on at Arsenal, but um, 
I mean, it's not the first time that Man City have come and just really just dominated Arsenal. It, it at the happens Emirates. every year. It's like they, 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 they love that pitch. Like, like last Christmas. season, we saw... Um, <laughs> you know Sane, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> we Sane dominated, uh, I think, I don't know who it was against on the, on the right, but yeah, he I went, just I went to that game because I remember it was snowing. We didn't know if it was going to be called off. Oh, yeah, they yeah, yeah. They were 3-0 up. I was begging for it to be called off. Yeah, they, they, they smacked us. That was two seasons ago, actually. Yeah. Last season, at the start of the season, they came... Um, Mendy got two assists Sterling scored and, and Bernardo, Silva, Bernardo Silva scored that was so their aggregate score in the last three games is 8-0 to Man City wow. at, at the Emirates I mean and, 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 and the performance that we saw for Man City is what I kind of expect to see mm. game by game so some of the performances they have put in this season have been kind of yeah. strange but that's the Man City I know Yeah, I know Arsenal are not playing that good mm. but it it it's the way they score the goals and the type of, of goals and the type of runs and passes. Even if you're in form, Man yeah. City have the ability to do that to you. So that's 100%. the Man City I'm used to seeing. Great we're performance. Gonna, we're going to stay on the, the Arsenal kind of bandwagon at the moment. So yeah. um, in the interim derby today, it was Duncan Ferguson against Freddie <laughs> Lundberg. Um, finished nil-nil. A Drab really game. poor game. Poor. Can we have a, a bit of a discussion on what you think about the, the managers? Because obviously Ancelotti's been installed as the Everton manager and Mikel Arteta is coming back from the Etihad to um, lead Arsenal. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I, I, I really need to know what the MO is. Is, is that the correct uh, acronym for Everton? Is Because I just don't understand some of the appointments. I don't understand what they want to do in the long term. They spend a lot of money. They change managers. You just don't know. Since Moyes left, you really just don't know what that club wants to do. Mm. Um, they buy players who are not that great or mm. surplus the requirements at clubs. People like Walcott, um, Wolby, uh, Wolby uh, Schneiderlin. Um, they just—it's just strange, strange, strange. And they've club. always wanted to be the team that then breaks into the top six. But if you do it with the players who are not required at those clubs, how do you really kind of push Ex- on exactly. and break into? Yeah, area? so I think they need to really go back to to to, to basics. Uh, and th- I mean, I've always known Everton to always have a good youth system mm-hmm. and bring one or two players through at least every two seasons so the likes of Coleman mm-hmm. you've got um, Holgate now who I think is a is, is decent yeah. I guess Davis um, uh, so Tom Davis mm, I'm not too mm. sure about him but okay. you know they, they, I, I'm, I'm just not too sure about that team They that club I think they need to really really sit down and evaluate what they're doing and they, I think they need to work backwards. An appointment like Carlo Angelotti is not a joke appointment. Yeah. They're, they're even lucky to even have someone yeah, like 100%. Him in, in there. But what is... Premiership winning manager. Exactly. But what is their kind of motive for, mm. for getting someone like Angelotti in? I think someone like that then attracts a, a higher level of player. <sighs> so I think, that's, I think that's a big plus point for him. Um, the fact that he's quite old giving him four and a half years is to me is a, as a very long contract. But I suppose if he's kind of coming to say, this is going to be your piece of work for a while, I think we could, I think, I think I can understand the, the appointment for Everton more than I can for Arsenal. Cause he was actually um, linked yeah. with like, with our job. I'm not completely sold on Arteta. If I'm honest, um, I think he doesn't have any actual kind of managerial experience. Yes. He has been with Pep for the last three, three years. Um, and he's obviously learned a lot, in terms of kind of um, tactics and 
and player management and um, just how to kind of maybe be an elite manager. But at the same time, there still has to be a massive question mark as to whether he can translate what he's learned as a as a number two to being a number one. Like, yeah, yeah. I guess again with Arsenal, I need to know what their their motives are for mm-hmm. the for their next few manager appointments. And I know that someone like Emre is probably someone they looked at and thought maybe we can have him for the next uh, six, seven years. Yeah. Um, maybe they're looking at Arteta in the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure if Arteta should be coming into Arsenal now. I think he's uh, he, he, he he shows promise. I think there is something about him. I did mention it in the last part, um, seeing a video about him instructing yeah, the players and, and how he, f- he said he was going to help them through a tactical play that they were going to make. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll just have to see um if if he's the right appointment now mm-hmm. uh arteta with arsenal and arsenal fans him uh, whether he'll get the chance to flourish the way he he should be able to flourish yeah. in the future i just don't know i think maybe mm. it's a bit too early for yeah, him to we'll come see. over yeah arteta's old club city um Done really well getting the Carabao Cup um, away to Oxford. Sterling was captain, so a big moment for him. Um, they won 3 1. United yeah, beat expected, Colchester expected. Um, to set up a, a, a Manchester derby. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, interesting. Interesting. I think um, it's going to be good because Man United and um, Man City are, seem to be, when it comes to the games, it's not as clear cut that Man City are going to win three goals to one that type of that type of uh, feeling I think it's going to be two tight games mm-hmm. um, I know that Man City have given up on the title now so there's going to be a lot of emphasis on making sure that going to win the Carabao Cup which is you know the lesser cup of all four that's available to English clubs at the moment is going to be just put Man United to the sword so it's going to yeah. be very interesting games cool. at Man United probably the only silverware that they can realistically go and get yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've also got um, Leicester. Um, they went through on penalties against Everton, and Aston Villa trounced Liverpool's second or youth team, um, kind of five 0 What are your thoughts on Liverpool having to play two games in twenty four hours? I mean, boy, that's that's just the way it goes. Sometimes, mm. you know, I, I don't know. We've probably never seen that before, but you know, the FIFA calendar is 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 forever changing. Especially mm. the FIFA calendar is now going to be changing for the World Cup. There's a as people who are just normal casual or like football fans one thing we don't actually look at is the fifa calendar and True. how they shift True. it across to um to accommodate Everyone. all these fixtures yeah. yeah all these all fixtures the coming. yeah exactly so um i'm not surprised at seeing yeah. uh, at seeing this because it's it's just the way it's got to be cool yeah a couple of other big kind of results this weekend so aston villa got trounced at home 3-1 by southampton and danny ings at the double um, the most interesting game, well, really not, was Bournemouth against Burnley. So there was only one shot on target for the whole game. And that was from Jay Rodriguez. Um, do you want to speak on that? Like, well, Burnley seems to be a team that they're, they're, they're a moments team. If you really check a lot of their goals. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'll be interested to see Sean Deitch's, um There's this channel on uh, YouTube where they have like the manager's... Um, uh, thoughts and plays and that. I'll okay. be interested in whether in some of his most key wins, whether they were plays that they had been work working on for weeks on end. And it seems seems like that. It seems like um they they when they score last minute equalizers mm-hmm. or last minute goals, it seems very set up as as opposed to 
gung ho, like yeah. um, they're throwing the kitchen sink because they don't really have the players to throw the kitchen yeah, sink at teams, but they do have players that can set up moments where it's a volley, like, like volley from the edge of the box or a header. Um, Burnley seem to be that team, so really not surprised at those stats, to be honest yeah. with you, even though Burnley had a lot of shots at the Emirates <laughs> the other yeah. day. So, well. but. Um, when who, they're doesn't, playing, who doesn't? Yeah, when they're playing teams like which rave, are their just equals. shots everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, sticking yeah. on the kind of the one nil theme, um, Brighton, um, who have scored quite a lot of goals, kept, um, wasn't able to kind of breach Sheffield United. Yeah, and they've now gone nine games unbeaten away from home as a promoted side. All right, so they've not lost a game. Haven't lost a game away. away. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah, um, spoke about Sheffield United. And their two uh, centre-backs doing this wing-back thing is absolutely nuts. Um, that won't last for, for the rest of it. That won't last beyond this season. Mm. Once once the season is, is, is up and Sheffield United will stay up, obviously, I think they will. Yeah. Um, we'll see if that can continue because normally things like that, like a new tactic, never really goes beyond yeah. uh, one season. It's a bit like, do you remember the f- um, three at the back? There was a stage where lots of teams kind of reverted to that and Chelsea in particular, were kind of, they won the league off of that with Conte. The following season, they weren't able to kind of execute in the same way. Like teams work out a way to play against that. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know, it's all about the strengths and weaknesses of that that centre back three. So what you do as a as an opposite team, you you will set up your team um in order to be positioned when a certain player gets the ball. So mm-hmm. if you know that David Luiz is gonna get the ball at centre half and you know he's gonna spread it left right, then maybe what you do is you kind of close the space down but also make sure that the the more weaker centre half, say like a Cahill, mm-hmm. um the the yardage between the defense, uh, the say the midfielder and Cahill is is small, so you can press. Yeah. For example, if I uh, I've always said this about uh, Eric Bailly of Man United, mm-hmm. he's um, this you always close down the space on him, so you allow the centre backs to have the have the um the ball, mm-hmm. but as soon as he gets the ball, you close the space to the f- to the fullback and the left centre-back because he's not someone that, that can shift the ball okay. through the gaps in the midfield or even um, uh, clip it to the other full-back. So once you press onto him a little bit, his next choice will be to the full-back. And because of the space between your midfield and that full-back is so they small, squeeze it there's a squeeze and there's a, there is a, um, there's a chance for a steal and a counter-attack. And a lot of the goals that we've conceded when Eric Bay is in in defence is because because, of that. because he can't pass yet. Cool. Um, we're now going to look ahead to um, the other games coming up this weekend. Yep. So your team is um, involved in one of those. You're away to Watford. Um, what are your thoughts for that game? Uh, yeah, I think we'll win. I think we'll win. Uh, it'll be probably a 2-1. Okay. Yep. Any scorers or? Um, Martial too. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> going for Martial too, yeah. Is, is he's, he, he's, he's in your fantasy eat. team? No, he's not. Okay, no, he's no, in no, mine, no. so no, yes, no. please. Um, and then we've got the big London derby, so Spurs against Chelsea. Yeah, um, big game. Talk me through that. Big game. Big, big, big game. Very, it's going to be very tactical. Um, I like your shout about um, Deli Ali mm-hmm. um, from the last pod. Um, it looks like it's come to, you know, what you were saying. Fruition. which is Yeah, fruition. So I know he didn't really do his thing the last game, but... Mm. Um, yeah, I think Tottenham will take that one. Yeah, yeah Tottenham will take it. Yeah. I think so. Um, I've looked at Tottenham again. They dropped more for a couple of games. And I thought, mm, but they they look a lot better when he's on the right and Son's on the left. Absolutely. Um, 
And I actually think they've now settled on a partnership at the back. So I haven't seen much of us. Vertonghen's played left back. And it's been Sanchez and, and Alderweireld who also signed a new contract for, yeah. for Spurs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think they seem to be the team with the forward momentum. Um, Chelsea have only won one of the last five, including four losses. And they've had two really disappointing losses at home to Bournemouth and West Ham. Yeah. So it's, there's a lot of momentum that's kind of slowed down for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, bad results mm. for them, I'm sure. Um, Frank Lampard's just got to pick up his, his young boys. And, uh, you know, this was, this was, this was going to happen anyway. Yeah. They, they are a young team. They are learning at the same time, learning a lot. And especially when you come up, like a lot of people may think that you see these teams on paper and it's a given, these Bournemouths and these Villas, but mm, yeah. the way they set up away from home is just, is is it's not easy for some of these young people to just, uh, young players to just get through the game just so quickly. It's, it's, it's just not that simple. Yeah. Uh, names Chelsea v Bournemouth, it doesn't mean three points yeah. at the moment. Yeah. No, definitely. Um. Um, we're now going to move on to um, one of the issues that kind of came from 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 last week. So um, China decided to pull the Arsenal game based off of some comments from Meza Ozil. Um, the comments were around um, some Muslims, um, a million Muslims that have been kind of um, captured and kind of kept in, um, let's say, less than fortunate kind of conditions. Yeah. Um, do you think Arsenal were wrong to kind of bring a statement out against against Ozil's comment as such, or to distance themselves from that? Um. Yeah, I think they were wrong. They should. Uh, they should um, back their player. Like I mean, these are these are important issues, and um, if a player feels strongly about, it, especially is is his is my religion as well, and it's you know it's our religion, and we have a duty to protect not only just Muslims, it's just people people in general that are being kept in unfortunate circumstances. So I think um, the 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 club are wrong to distance himself from from the player. Uh, for just commercial activities, I know that maybe Arsenal may not be able to do a tour next season. Um, but you know, there's certain things that people say, "Oh, it's bigger than football," and this is bigger than football. Mm. So why now distance yourself from these comments just because you want to play a couple of football yeah. matches over there in pre-season before from lucrative? No, it don't work like that. So there's um there's a definitely a moral, more compass that um that clubs need to take when these things do happen and players should be able to speak out yeah. uh, or, or on it because it's important to them yeah, and I think society. Player, player voice is huge. I mean, obviously we had Bellerin's tweets regarding the, 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 the general election. It didn't necessarily go the way he wanted it to, but I think we should definitely be encouraging players to have voices and sometimes they can actually shine a light on something that some people don't know so i yeah. was reading that some people weren't actually acutely aware of what was going on mm -hmm. in china yeah Ozil was able to shine a light on that and now as a result of that he's actually not only he's like educated the masses lots of people didn't actually know what was going on i think it's really really important now. well he won because they actually pulled his they pulled him off um the, the pro, pro evo game yeah and they FIFA pulled him off well. so yeah the message was loud and clear and it made them react and they think that oh yeah by pulling off or, or not shining the light on the arsenal game that they are in control we're really not no yeah um st staying in international matters as well um there was a massive race storm um, in Italy again. So a couple of weeks ago, we had the Black Friday um, headline, yeah, which yeah, depicted Smallin and, um, depicted Smallin and yeah, yeah. Um, Lukaku. So anyone who knows the history of Black Friday knows it's to do with kind of like slavery back in in America. But now it's obviously a really massive like kind of consumer um, event 
um, yeah. that I'm sure many people have kind of benefited from in terms of selves and stuff like that. Yeah. They then moved on to another incident where they depicted three um, free monkeys with different kind of colours um, to kind of push the idea of, you know, like different colours. And I think the colours were linked to kind of the football teams that were there. But I mean, it's just, it's just, it's disgusting that in 2019, people think that they can use monkeys um, it's just in, shocking, in really. Relations. But you know, uh, uh, you know, people have ideas, and um, sometimes I don't begrudge some ideas. So with the monkey idea, I I understand why someone would have that idea, but it's the vetting process. It's it's thinking about how this will be accepted, and yeah. does it look right? Does it look clean? Is it the way we need to to move forward? And yeah. I think that's probably the most upsetting part that you get a panel of people that are agreeing on on, yeah. on these things. I think then like. You can't stop people from having the idea, but you can stop it from manifesting. Yeah, being do you know what I mean? And you can definitely educate. You know what? This is this is not right. We can't do this. And that that person learn learns from it. Do you know what I mean? So I actually went to find out the name of the artist, and his name is put on um, put um part of my pronunciation of this. Um, Simone Fergasotto. Yeah. Um, and he says he's an anti-racist um artist. Right. But I said, but my my thing is there's a number of different ways you could have pushed that point. And I get that maybe you're trying to be kind of controversial and trying to do that. But even then, you know, it's going to happen. And then on top of that, these things don't just kind of come out by themselves. They have to be kind of like signed off and commissioned by a variety of people. So this just means like it's just, it's inherent. It's almost institutionalized. Yeah. And you have to really get to the core of this. But I don't think they're going to change because we've seen so many cases come from Italy. And it, the game's not perfect over here, but what do you think we can do to 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 even get something what what, what do you think fifa should do <sighs> i don't i don't even mm. know i really don't know what fifa can do like you say it's is is uh institutional it's edu- it's educational i think it's just um it's just all about the education to to people to kids just keep yeah. on keep on doing it and it's it, it's something that probably won't change in our generation yeah. uh, and uh, that's the thing mm. i mean that to put it to put it sum it up quickly well, the the federation aren't covering themselves in glory, but some of their teams are. Um, so Juventus are made it through to the knockout stages of the Champions League. Um, the draw is really interesting. Um, I'm just going to pick out a couple of ties that we can look ahead to. So um, the, the the holders are Liverpool. They're going to be playing Atletico Madrid. Do you think they'd be able to get through Very, that? very tough tie. Okay. Very, very tough tie. Um Will they be able to go to Atletico and win? Mm. That would be very tough. Mm-hmm. Do they need to though? Um, they might do because if Madrid go to go to Anfield and nick a goal and they're very capable of mm. doing it, you know the the rear guard action is going to be very very tough. Um, very good, very good, very good draw. Yeah. Um, Any other a tough one jumped out for you? Um, Tottenham versus Leipzig is going to be interesting. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's that that could be that could be a lot of goals. I think with Mourinho being oh, back, that's City definitely that's definitely something that he can really look at. Yeah, I think Madrid City is a massive one. I'm really interested in um, Paris against um, so Paris Saint Germain against Dortmund. That's gonna be that's gonna be a very good game. Good game. Very good, very good, good game. game. And Neymar looks like he's coming back to to do some damage. So just to kind of go through then quickly, yeah. I'm gonna put my neck out and say. Uh, Paris. Um, I'll go for City. Ooh. I'll go for 
Atalanta. Okay. Okay. Liverpool. Uh, Bayern because Chelsea are just way too young to mm-hmm. go and go and do that job there. Uh, Juventus definitely against Leon. Uh, Tottenham will beat Leipzig over two legs, and Barcelona definitely will okay. beat um, and Napoli. Okay. So it's going to be interesting. Um, uh, quarter final draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, We're yeah. going to have a quick look at the three teams from England in the Europa League. So Wolves got Espanyol. Um, they've been doing really, really well in that competition. Do you think they'll get through? Wolves or who's been doing well at the so moment? Both Wolves. of them. Um, that's a tough one. I think it's just, that's going to be tough for Wolves um, using their experience. Um, they won today, which is quite good against yeah. uh, Norwich. Norwich. Yeah. We'll go down. Um, put my goal down as well. Um, yeah, it's be tough. I've, I I don't know. I don't know on that one. I'm a bit cool. on the fence on that. Uh, Olympiacos to Arsenal. Um, you're gonna have to talk to me on that. I think I think we'll, I think we'll be have enough to go through. Um, Man United Club Bruges. Yeah, you guys should see that through. Should see that through. We actually got a guy from Tanzania that. For Club Bruce. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some um, Samata. Okay, one of the top African goal scorers um in Europe. Nice. Um, ref in the end, strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like your only Tanzanian football player, though, right? Yeah, but proud. <laughs> there's I'm always proud. one. Yeah, but yeah. to be fair, if he's a first and he leads a kind of a, a gang of guys coming through, then who's to say that? Exactly. So, um, just to kind of wrap up, we're gonna look at um the last decade. We're gonna review yep. your team of the decade. So what's been happening is um they started on a Monday Night Football. Um, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher put their teams in for the for the decade. Um, looking at the best players over the last ten years. Um, Seth has been working hard on his <laughs> team today. Um, so talk me through Goodness. your team. Right, okay. I've done mine, but I'm going to change it up the, a little uh, bit. So I didn't really go for the the best, best of the best players. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through, I went for players who I felt had been, had performed over the decade. Um, obviously, through the decade, there hasn't been somebody that's, somebody that's played through the entire decade. Yeah. So uh, De Gea in goal, mm-hmm. and and it wasn't an easy choice because De Gea don't he's only won one title I believe in yeah. in that in that time as the as a Man United goalkeeper, and I'm not too sure that his best performances has been in our title winning seasons. Um, it's been more when we've been under the cosh, of course. But as a goalkeeper, he's probably been the uh, the best, just just cool. over what's available now, like Edison. Yeah, playing four at the back. Uh, Aspilicueta, for he had was had a great uh, uh season. Um, he's had a great couple seasons at right back. Mm-hmm. I went for Van Dijk because he's probably the best, probably the best Has of the rest. Long? Has he been there long enough? Ah, <sighs> he's probably been the best out of the rest okay. of all the centre backs. I mean, I know I know there's people like Rio. Um, obviously, uh, Alderweireld wasn't yeah. available, but as I said to you in the car, Alderweireld goes down in the pecking order because he did not foul <laughs> Hazard. Because of one goal. Because of one, one goal. goal. <laughs> Just because he didn't want, he only he fouled twice in the whole season. He needed to make a third foul. Okay. Yeah? Who's, his, um, who's his partner? Company. That, yeah. That's a shoe in. That's easy. I went for Robinson at left back because Ooh. I think he's been, he's been brilliant. He's, he's easily out of the decade, probably the best left back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Easily. Let's move on to the midfield, the engine room. Uh, where the for, magic happens. Went for De Bruyne. Okay. Uh, Torre, Yaya has yeah. to be in there. And yeah, N'Golo yeah. Kante. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favourite well. chants ever. Um, okay, so that's a that's a nice balanced midfield. Yeah, and it's, it's Now right. talk me through your front line because this, this is where I think our comments are about to go off. <laughs> okay, so Eden, 
Yes. That's very easy, I think, Eden. Now, this is the tough one because a lot of people would say the current crop, so you got Mane and, and, and Salah mm-hmm. to be in team of the decade. But say I, say I have to put Vardy in there, man. <laughs> Jamie Vardy. Oh, Vardy last, party. I said it, uh, in the beginning of my comments that there hasn't been many players that have played completely across the 10 seasons, mm-hmm. right? But Vardy's played five of those seasons. Okay. And in those five of the seasons, the guy has gone off. Okay. Yeah, and... One of those seasons, he got a title. So he has to go in there. Okay. He has to go in there. And even the goal he just scored against Man City in uh, this episode, absolutely world class. So, yeah, yeah he, he, has to, he has to go in there. And to complete your lineup is? Kuna Guerrero, okay. man. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, okay, so that's kind of your team. Um, what we're going to do is look out for this on on the um, face, on the face, on our page on Instagram. We're going to create a BRB team. Um, so um, Play On Podcast is going to create a team with everyone from the from the um, podca- podcast, and we are gonna make sure that our team is absolutely sick. So that's gonna happen. Right, very, very quickly, um, just to wrap up, player of the year so far. Player of the year so far, um, probably Sadio Mane. Okay. Yeah, I think, I'd, I'd I think so. Yeah, Sadio Mane has been, been excellent this season. Clutch goals. Yeah. As well, yeah. Uh, the goal against Aston Villa, sick. Okay, so Mane. Vardy? I mean, he's on 17 goals at the moment. <sighs> Vardy, Vardy's been elite in terms of um, just taking his chances, but I think Mane's just been uh, uh, more creative. So it's, it's, it's probably like head-to-head against for those two. I wouldn't... If someone said Vardy, I would say, yeah, okay, why one, not? One more name. De Bruyne? Mm, nah, I'm not having De Bruyne. No. He had a great, great um, game last week, yeah. but no, I don't think against those two, I don't think he's in, he's in the in the running cool well on that Seth love thank you for coming through thank again thank you for having me um, shout out to Carl in the back kind of making the podcast sound great um, Ben enjoy your holiday yeah, I've man. been Ash that's been the play on podcast from the BRB team and yeah see you again in two weeks peace <laughs>